It's starting. Oh, what? Already? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Five minutes already. I got the whole. Um, did you actually? Geraldine, but I was actually thinking about it. I was like, maybe you did. Enfoiré. Mm. Enfoiré. <laughs> um. Yeah, Tim. Welcome. Do you want to introduce me, perhaps? Do you want to introduce you, or shall I intro? Shall I? Shall I attempt to introduce you? And if there's anything wrong I mean, or attempt, missing, uh, yeah, sure. Then you, you, you add it. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get it right, but right. Sure, go for it. Okay. So Tim, yeah, <laughs> is um, French. So far. I mean, I'm giving you the look, but was I born oh. in France? Uh, no, so t- actually, <laughs> fucking yeah. Tim was, I, yeah. Tim, Tim was born in Belgium, um, but d- d- so don't correct me. I'm just going to rip no, off. No, definitely I'm, not. I wouldn't dare. You will. <laughs> let me crumble. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Tim was born in Belgium. Parents are both French. Um, lived in Germ. Uh, lived in. Uh, <laughs> lived in France. It's a good test, isn't it? It's fucking <laughs> difficult. And then he uh, lived in Germany for a bit. I know that. He did his driver's license in Germany. <laughs> foolish time. Um, which means that you can't drive as well because... I mean, I actually did get it after a year. <laughs> I'm struggling with having my lessons and... Shouting to the shit. And I couldn't speak German at the beginning. It's like, dude, that's up again and shit. Yeah, no, I, I finally got it. So you got it. Um, lived in London. Yep. Um, was a professional dancer yeah yeah so now you're correcting me on the good stuff no i mean you said not to correct it so right okay correct oh so it's just if it's correct i mean it, i'm not yeah so that means that the other stuff was wrong yeah <laughs> right um grew, uh, lived in belgium yeah. there we go for a while and then but now lives in france studies psychology going into second year that's good that that stuff right there was really correct that was all good yeah, that was very good and um Alcoholic, also, no? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, should we just give to that? Mm. And loves innocent smoothies. <laughs> but we share that passion in common. Though. We do, but that's... It's, that's, it's very true. That's me, you know. But that's just me realising that I need to take care of myself. So, right, <laughs> that, that's 100% of the information I gave you. How much of that was... was accurate. Was accurate. And how much is missing? I mean, there's definitely a lot missing, but you can't uh, know yeah, everything about your life. <laughs> no, I, mean, I would say like 60% is accurate. Um, so I was born in Belgium, but I left when I was two. Ding! Yeah, check. But I left when I was two, so living there a long time was not very accurate. Two years, time is... Uh... <laughs> from, born, from being born to two years old, like, it's not... Very... That's a lot, but no... No, but see, that's a long time. Yeah, but I wasn't aware of it. No, like, but, my consciousness yeah, wasn't Yeah, I know, there. but if, no, this, so if you were two, if you've only lived two years, one year is a half of your whole life. Yeah, but that's not even... So that's, no, that's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, that's a lot In of comparison life. to, like, how my life should be going, it's not yeah. a lot. Yeah. And the thing is that I don't have... I don't report anything from that, from that you know, for those moments. It still happened. It did happen, definitely. But, yeah. And my dad's Belgian. He's not French. Oh, he is... He, he is, is actually... Belgian. This is what I'm saying. Like, I'm, technically, I'm half French. In half Belgium, but you don't have the German passport. You're applying. I, you I, should, apply I wanted to apply because to the deadline the... is twenty seven. Seven. I mean, years old. Yeah, not the not year. dates. Twenty seven. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got, to, <laughs> I've got to tell them twenty seven to um, get my passport and stuff. Right. Like ID and which you will do. I think or... I want to. It's better now. Is it time. difficult for, or is it easier because you know I mean, I, I think it should be quite simple because I was born there. My dad's Belgian, so yeah. I have the blood and uh, the soil. Do you like waffles though? I love waffles See, and fries. I mean, how can we not like you, it? You passed the test. Yeah, but if I if give the, it, I give it. To if you. the test was being like, do you like waffles? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure a lot of people would just be suddenly think, yeah. I'm Belgian. I'm Belgian. That's it. Raising my hands. That's it. <laughs> so um, so yeah, but my dad's Belgian and stuff, and then yeah, moved to France on us too. But your mum is French. She is indeed. Yeah. So I was half right. Yeah. No, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like, not yeah, everything yeah. was incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, left when I was two and stuff. Actually, wait, going back in Belgium, I did go back to Belgium when I was, oh my god, in 2014 for four weeks because I worked there with uh, Robert Flanders, but yeah. in Antwerp. So I was only there for four weeks. So it it's added to the two years that I spent when I was okay. in Brussels. Okay. 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 So it was yeah. technically until from my 24 years of life, it was two years and four weeks. Okay, so not bad. <laughs> to be precise. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, doing what right. I can. Right, dancing was correct. 
professional. Think, yeah, professional. It, it, it was it, professional. It was though. good, but if you wanted to add an extra term, it would have been professional ballet dancer. Okay, well, professional dancer can be a lot of things. It could be I'm a stripper. It can be so many things. <laughs> That's true, I, though. You're not. I was not a <laughs> stripper. Oh. So yeah, if you add the ballet, it's more. There goes the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was ballet. Okay. Um, France was correct though. And yeah, France was correct. Movies. Moving into second year was correct. It was also correct. But definitely. Yeah. And you've never done a podcast. And it's my first podcast ever. Yeah. It's my first podcast, you know. Welcome. Thank you. I mean, yeah. we're there, like, you know, the sun is shining through the window. Yeah, we're just in my I room. Mean, yeah, honestly, it's just great. Like, it's pretty chill. Yeah, to be fun. honest. And, like, I'm, I've got the good bit because I've got the yeah, couch. Yeah, I gave Tim the sofa. You have the guest sofa. He's been nice. Overly yeah. nice today, I think. Just because it's a postcard. Oh, <laughs> joking, nice. joking, joking. That will no. soon change. That will soon change. Mm. And um, w- I-, I know where we met as well. I, I, I know Do that. tell me. Do tell me. I know <laughs> that. I know that. My, my side. <laughs> Should we say it just started with the word Taylor? And I think this is, that, that was Taylor. It. Yeah, yeah so, so if this story has a name, it's Taylor. It would be quite good. So once upon a time, I um, was in second year. No, no first third, year. Dude, was... No, second. I'm in third year now. Yeah. So it was last year, oh, yeah, no? So, year. so, so yeah, I was in second year. year, and I was I, I went to a German class and I was because you had the intention of wanting to get much better. Uh, in German, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I got lost. I think it was something to do with the room. I couldn't find the room, so I went to the wrong place or something didn't work i really want to say typical but I've just oh wait it's late. typical <laughs> oh wait it came, that was it sorry that just came out <laughs> um and then so i know i walked in they'd already started the lesson but they were just doing the roll call i think or you'd finished but i i actually can't remember all i remember is we moved to another room for whatever reason huh? didn't we yeah yeah well so so then I, I walked in late and i kind of sat down at this table and i was like hey can i join and unbeknownst to me, Tim was sat opposite me, but I didn't know that Tim was Tim at this stage. So, um, and then the guy was like, hey, what's your name? And I said, and here's where the, the Taylor, Yeah. I said, Adam Taylor. And the way he said Taylor straight away, I was like, that's you know French, like, that's, yeah, no, you can't French. bullshit me. Anymore. Because that would have been Adam Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. Oh, Adam Taylor. Adam, Adam Taylor. Yeah, Adam Taylor. Mais pas Adam Taylor. But definitely not. Chuck me. So then Tim was like, do you know what I mean, mate? <laughs> Um, Tim was like, oh, light bulb went off. Um, this guy must be cool because he's not French. <laughs> what does it mean? That's what I mean, a French guy cannot be cool. Is that it? <laughs> oh, maybe. And then, yeah, we, we just started chatting. Yeah, I what think, I, but I think we just chatted and I was like, oh, where are you from and stuff? You were like, oh, Scotland. And I was like, obviously that makes sense because the tailor was obviously not French. Yeah, so it confirmed the cool. It, yeah, it, on top of that, let's say it <laughs> And then, yeah, we just started chatting and stuff. And then um, I think I spoke English. You were like, you're definitely not French either. And yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah, was yeah. something about that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like uh, I speak a bit of English and stuff because I was in the UK. Yeah. And then, yeah, I figured out that, yeah, your German was also pretty good. So then we just started having this really nice thing where, like, we would kind of, like, switch languages between uh, yeah, French, all English, three. and German. Yeah, It was like a... I mean, why bother with just one, right? Does that... Yeah, <laughs> it was it was quite a nice little triangle. Yeah. Because not a lot of people can, can um, integrate, you know, like... It's true, it's true. There's always words. Um, but for me, actually, if I had to bounce back on that, if I would remember two words from those English, uh, those German classes, sorry, it would be Taylor and Sonnen Untergang. Do you remember? Untergang. <laughs> Do you remember that game we're playing? Yeah, it was, it's like a taboo kind of thing where you had it, it was like you had to describe the card and the person had to, dis- yeah. to get the name. I bet it was in German, so it was to learn German yeah. uh, words. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an Untergang. There's another word that I remember and, from, like this German and, what, and one of them was Untergang. Yeah. Do you remember? Like we were trying to figure it out and like. I can't remember if it was me or you, but we basically just had to say Zonon and Tagang. All right. And we're yeah. like, um, do Zono or Dezono or Dezono? <laughs> yeah, that's three yeah. Uh, yeah. possibilities. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, and then we just carried on and it was quite funny. Yeah. So, and yeah. it sticked with me. So. Yeah, also. And then we we um, we kind of worked together that year in German classes. And then we ended up being in the oh, same group. group. And this is really cool. This is actually a really cool story. It's really cool, yeah. We, um, we had this German project to do, and as part of the project, we had to design a trip to Germany and back. A hypothetical. And yes, that's very important, hypothetical. So we would say, 
Um, yeah, we are going to go to Berlin, and when we're in Berlin, we're going to visit this. Oh, how are you going to get around Berlin? Oh, we're yeah. going to take this. How much does this cost? So Where are you going to stay? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, a, a whole itinerary and how much it costs and stuff like that. And Tim and I were like, let's just do it. Let's actually just go to Germany. I Actually, I can't remember whose idea was first, but I... It, I think we both kind of said at the same yeah. time or something. It was really funny. Yeah. And then, yeah, we actually made it happen. So we went there with some of your mates. Yeah, we, we got a, a, like a young person ticket. Yeah. Super cheap also. It was course. really cheap um, because Louise and Nathan, who's yeah. also been on the podcast, um, they both came with us and we divided it by, it, it was something like five euros. It was like, five or seven. Re- total really also, cheap. Super cheap. And then, yeah, so when we were there, we went to Freiburg, and then we... Freiburg. Freiburg. <laughs> yeah, and obviously we had to prove that we that we actually went there, so we, we kind of documented our, our, our trip. And, yeah, we were in the train, and um, we recorded the kind of the announcement. Do you still have the recording, actually? I, I don't know. I just changed phones, so I, uh, I don't know if it's still there. It might be on Google Photos or something. Uh, if I find it, I'll put it on the Yeah, that would be super here. fun. And it was just this guy going, Willkommen Freiburg, Breisgau. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, we went round. We had an ice cream. We went to the... Um, yeah, it was almost it was pouring down. down. It was really wet. It was really wet, almost pouring down. And we were just like, I just want an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys just went to get an ice cream made. But... Actually, no, we all got one. Actually, I think we all went. Yeah, yeah. Strassi Teller. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, and then we had a beer. We had a we had a lunch actually. We had a meal. There. But actually, yeah. that was the most eventful thing that happened that day because because of the because we wanted to go for yeah. a hike and you know, and everything. But because of the because of the rain, we're like actually yeah. we're just going to end up we, having lunch. We, and we, stayed we did like go to the library. Yeah, we did. We, there was some sort of the exposition library, on like yeah. a pilot or a Russian guy or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, it was great. And then we came back to class. And also, wait, wait, sorry, going back to what happened with Freiburg. Do you remember when we <laughs> were trying to go to that VIP event? Oh yeah. And that was yeah, super yeah, yeah. funny because yeah. we were trying to find the entrance door. And every time we're like, where is this? And then there's this one guy who was like, you can't what do you want? Here. Like, we're like yeah. trying to explain it and stuff. And he was like, in hey, German. Like, yeah, he was like, du musst umgehen and shit. Yeah. And then uh, we just couldn't find it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When someone tells you to piss off in German, <laughs> it's a lot more scary than someone <laughs> saying so, it in. It's so true. In, I'll piss off, mate. Yeah. It doesn't sound <laughs> it's like not that. that. <laughs> not like that. That's quite. Um, so yeah, and then we went back to class, and kind of really excited. Yeah, we were like, okay, everyone's gonna be super shocked that we're yeah. actually gone because yeah. we're like, we're actually gonna post like pictures yeah. of us and like the little videos and stuff. Hin und zurück, hin und zurück is a new word that I learned there and back. And then <laughs> um, we did the whole presentation. And what I found weird, we were the only ones that went there. And because we, part of the project, you had to calculate the budget. Yeah, also budget-wise. Yeah. We, we spent something like 25 euros max. max. And then for everything ever, together. Everything. And then yeah. all the other groups were like, oh, yeah, so it's 180 per person. And that was just... But for me, it's not even that. It's just I was really startled that at the end, or even during the presentation, they were just kind of like casually looking at us and were like, guys, we've actually gone there. Like, we want the excitement. Like, why are you not acknowledging what we've just done? Yeah, I, I think, I think the... But we got the 17 out of 20. We did, yeah. <laughs> so that's, maybe, that's, maybe that did happen. That's pretty good. I think the teacher was impressed. He was, but yeah, I think he's was, very neutral. So, like, he wasn't very like, oh, yeah. like, well done, guys. Like, yeah, that was really good, but um, it's fine. We, it was more for ourselves than we did it. Yeah. I mean, we got a good mark also so cool. <laughs> out of it. It was so cool. Um... So yeah, Tim, I think it's time. It's time. For question one. <laughs> oh my god. Are you ready? Yeah, I mean, I have one. a choice, do I? <laughs> uh, Let's go. No. Okay, so question one. Yeah. S- see how smooth that segue was? Yeah, definitely. That's that's one of the things I try and um, aspire to do on this podcast, is to make the segues um, as smooth and as clean as possible. Yeah, but dude, it's all about banter. Also, <laughs> just gonna a help good, banter good banter and a good outro, an end of podcast speech. I'm trying to make a little run. Yeah. So anyway, question one. Now, obviously, everyone knows that you're a dancer, professional ballet dancer. By very good, add. very good memory, dude. Um, Learning for Anki. Yeah. yeah, that's going in my Anki that's flash going cards. in my Anki flash card. Have you started to use that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know how many classes. Yeah. Okay, I'll show you how it works and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so not a lot of people in the world are a professional ballet dancer. That's true. Right? Yeah. In fact, a minority of people are yeah, very. professional. <laughs> yeah. So I was just um my question is can you 
the, the normal person to the the ninety nine percent person lambda yeah person lambda yeah lambda <laughs> lambda yeah alpha. Alpha. <laughs> I wish but it's not so can you um explain to the ninety nine point nine percent of population what it's like to be a professional dancer and take us behind the curtain and essentially you know we see the tip of the iceberg and i'm going to use this analogy yeah. i want to see the whole iceberg uh, what are the positives what, and i'm sure there's loads of negatives also um but yeah what what is what's it like being a professional ballet dancer? wow this is such an open question um, yeah i know <laughs> okay um i mean before i start saying anything like i just want to remind that like my opinion is obviously like it's bias and like of course and i've only been a professional dancer for three years so like my experience with it is quite limited but I definitely got to experience the world um, of professional dance, um, like ballet dancing and stuff. Um, yeah, no, honestly, it's great because it's it's one of those it's one of those jobs where it's like if you really love it, it's a it's a passion job. I don't know whether you can say that in English, but um, it's really one of those things like it, you love it since you're a kid, and then you get to do it professionally, and then it's very much like it's a magic kind of bubble. It's a magical bubble, and uh, if you truly love it, honestly, you're having such a blast. Like. It's very difficult because um, obviously there's a hierarchy, like once you get in the company, so depending how big the company is, whether it's 20, 30, 50, 100, 150 people, um, the dynamic can be quite, um, let's say, um, yeah, it can be quite tricky. Um, and there's this whole like political aspect of like, okay, like how how much, because you, you, like one thing with that you have, you can't forget with these things is like, as a dancer, because you love your job, you want to do it as much as possible for most people, at least. So it's like you, you know, you would like a lambda person would be hearing, like, oh, I just finished my debt one o'clock, and so they'd be like, oh my god, amazing! Like you get the same pay, uh, and but you're not actually working that much. But for a dancer, it's really frustrating because you want to be on stage, you want to be doing the rehearsal process because you want to be used as a dancer as much as possible. Um, so yeah, there's this whole political aspect where. Um, depending on how much a director likes or does not like you, or ballet masters. So ballet masters are the people who make you rehearse uh, the steps or the choreography that you're learning. Depending on how much they like you, you're staying longer in the day because you're dancing more. And then there's this whole, like, with big companies, uh, usually what happens is, like, on your contract, it's written what kind of um, hierarchy you have. So depending on the company, you have different hierarchies. But basically, the higher your hierarchy is, the more you dance and everything. But in my company in Germany, we all had... Ballet ensemble made solista like it's like uh, you could do like the group stuff which we call the corps de ballet, or uh, but you could also do like solo stuff. So like the good thing for them is that they don't have to pay us extra because if you call the ballet but then you dance more, then they have to pay you more. But with the good thing with that contract is you, they can use you as much as you want. But yeah, so everyone was under the same contract, but there was an obviously there was a, an invisible but obviously known like hierarchy. So yeah, it's. Yeah. That's kind of tough sometimes because everyone's always like competing with each other. Like, why is he getting that part? Like, what does he has to, to offer that I don't have to offer? Or like, he's just joined the company or she's just joined the company. How come he's he's or she's dancing that much and everything? On top of that, you've got injuries and then you've got the whole like psychological aspect of like, am I improving? Am I getting what I want? Do, do I feel like I'm being challenged enough? Am I going to grow in this company? Do they see the value in me that I want them to see and everything? So there's all of that psychological kind of... Um, yeah, difficulty sometimes, and uh, and yeah, I mean, injuries is a big thing, but um, yeah, I would say that's mostly that, and also kind of like fitting in with the group, it's important, like, that you feel like you're being supported and, like, liked by your colleagues and everything, but I mean, the top of the iceberg is amazing, it's like, you get to perform on stage, you get the adrenaline, you get to perform amazing choreographies that most of the time you really enjoy, and I mean, the rush that you get from being on stage is incredible, like, I think for anyone who's experienced being on stage as a performer, whether it's an actor or whatever, they understand what I mean, but for a lambda person, I think it can be tri- tricky to describe it. It's very, it's, you've just got like an adrenaline rush and you see, depending on how big the theater or wherever it is that you're performing, you can see or not see the people, but you can feel the energy and it's so thrilling, honestly, like, especially with the music, with, with like, I was lucky we, got, we had a live orchestra and everything in the company that I worked in. And yet that combined with the rush, and like you wanted to do super well and you're feeling the energy like it's it's really it's really magical what, so what was your um kind of like biggest or, or your most enjoyable stage performance do you have one that kind of sticks out good question um i mean i think um 
So like the highlight of my career was dancing the prince in Nutcracker in my second season in Hanover. Wow. I was third cast. Also, that's another thing that's difficult to deal with um, in the in the dancing world and stuff is that you have different casts. So it's like you have the roles that you're learning in the choreography, like depending on what it is that you do. But you have the ideal thing for everyone is to do first cast because it's like you get the most, like you get the best nights with the critiques and you get more performances. So once again, it's about dancing more. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you have first cast, second cast, third cast, and then for, for the same for character. the same things. Yeah. But for example, like in my company, it was super difficult sometimes is that you would have two casts learning the same role, but it would only ever be first cast dancing. Unless if there was an injury, then the second cast would would step in. Okay. I was super lucky for Nutcracker. I was third cast Prince, but my director gave me the chance to actually have two performances, which was I mean it was incredible. So yeah, I think um it was the highlight for me uh because I was super nervous that night and I had a lot of pressure because I was dancing with my dance partner was uh, more experienced uh, than me and everything and I wanted to do super good and obviously having the pressure of leading uh, uh, choreography was great but um, yeah it was I mean I was really nervous it was really difficult but at the same time I really really enjoyed it because you're by yourself on stage as a professional ballet dancer and like you've literally got 1200 people in front of you like that just there just for you. So it's a big it was a it was, big it was a good, yeah it was I mean yeah. it was not one of the massive ones but I mean I think you would have, yeah, I think it was like twelve or thirteen hundred people that could like sit in. So that was quite great. So I would I would say that performance was great. Or oh, no, actually I've got another one that was quite a really good highlight for me. It's my first season in my company. Um, so I was lo- I was second cast for a solo stroll. So I was not meant to do it, but on the day of the first show, one of the angels that was the one of the roles I was doing couldn't do it, and my director was like, okay, shit, then we're just gonna have to continue without. Uh, with just three angels instead of four and I came up to my director and I said well actually I can do it and he was like how much do you know and I was like I can do it and then he actually the first because it was two acts the first act I was like re-watching the choreography like as soon as I would get off stage from doing my normal dancing bit I would like get the iPad and like literally scroll through and like go through the choreography and then after the first act when the curtain went down he was like can you do it and I was like I want to do it and then he actually gave me the chance to do it it was only like 45 seconds at the beginning of the second act but he was still like okay go for it and he stayed in the in the wings pressure yeah watching me doing it and i think like i quite nailed it so i was really it was a good it was a good hike it was really good so i I would say maybe that in my first performance as the prince was uh, a really good feeling on stage and uh these two particular performances were they both in germany or did you ever no all of them internationally no we so in my company we weren't doing we weren't touring or anything so we just had in, in hannover okay so it was the same it was just, yeah it was Stadtsuper, yeah hannover okay yeah. okay so that was yeah yeah crazy um so it, it basically so how, how did you get into this kind of company like what's the procedure to kind so, of so in the ballet world like if you want to get i mean you know networking is always a thing but yeah uh, the two normal ways to get a job is either through an open edition or a private edition so i when i finished my school in london uh at english national ballet school so you have to do you have to um get some photos done like a headshot and then some dance pictures of yourself by a photographer so you have a portfolio so basically what happens is that you get your pictures and your headshot and you've got your cv and a motivational letter and you send them to companies that you're interested in dancing with Depending on the company, they either have an open edition, which means that you travel with your own money to the place, you show up there with like another 300 or 400 people, you wear like a number, and then, because like a ballet class is like a set of exercises that you do from, it's always the same, but like the combinations are different, but it's always like PE and then like different, there's an order for it. So you, you've got different groups for the open edition and then you've got maybe like 100 people in one room and they, you do like two exercises and they're like number 12, 14, 17, 22, 42, bye. So it, it, oh, you wow. start, yeah, no, it's quite, so you start at 100 and then you finish at maybe like five or 10 at the end. That's brutal. But it depends, like every edition is different, but normally you have a class, maybe a pas de deux, so it's like two people dancing together and then like a repertoire. So they want to see how you move, you move to their choreography, and then you have an, 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 uh, an entretien, I can't remember the name, an, an interview. interview, yeah, an interview for it, and then, um, and then, yeah, you know pretty much there if you have the job or not, so that's an open, most people dislike it, because uh, it's a lot of pressure, you see a lot of people who, like, show off and everything, and this, it's just difficult, because you're, you're, like, dancing in front of a panel, and you've got, like, 
maybe 50 people next to you and you have to stand out like you have to and it's not everyone's like cup of tea to just kind of yeah. put yourself out there and the other way to get a job is called a private audition which means you get in touch with the company uh, they're not doing they're not holding an open audition or they are and but they're you're super lucky and the director basically invites you to come and take class with the company so with the current dancer with that company and then he comes in and then has a look with you doing class with their dancers and the idea is to see whether you fit in and stuff. Usually professional dancers who've got some experience prefer a private audition because you feel like you're more recognized because it's like, I've worked before, I'm not going to go with the people who just come out of school. Okay. Um, uh, and also, as yourself for a dancer, you get the vibe of the, of the people that you would potentially be working with. So it's a chance for the company, uh, for the director to see whether you would fit in and for yourself whether you would actually, actually fit in and you see the local and stuff like that. So you see the studios and so it's, most people prefer a private edition, but I prefer an open edition. Okay. Just because I'm that per- I'm just that type of a person. Like I like the, the rush in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite competitive and stuff. So I like having a number and like people looking at you and like you having to put yourself out there and stuff. Like I yeah. really. So it's it's very similar to being an actor. In some, I mean, I don't really know acting, but I I, would I, I guess. imagine kind of auditions and stuff like that. So when you're in the auditions. But because you mentioned before, um, when about the angels, yeah, and you were like, "Oh, I know this part." So my my question is, how like are are there things that every ballet dancer has to know, and they can just the people that do in the audition can just say, "Oh, do this, and then do this, and then do this," and you're supposed to just be able to do them, like well, like what what kind of things do they ask you in the audition? Uh, so in addition, it's like, so as for example, for the company I worked with, so we had like a class, so a set of exercises. So yeah, you have to, so it's like in ballet, like you have a technique, like, uh, you know, pirouette or whatever, okay. like jetés or stuff like that. And so it's like, everyone knows how to do them, but not everyone does it the same way. Okay. And then, and then so this is where your individual yeah, style, but then. So it's like the steps are there, but the way you do this, like the way you do the step, and also the the order in which the steps are in, is what makes it an exercise okay. different from another. Okay. So for example, like I'm showing with my hands, but like if I do something with my legs like this, that could be a combination, but it could be like yeah, but side, front, back also. Okay. So it's the same movement, but you're doing it with different legs, okay. and it's a different order. So it's kind of the same with the exercises. Okay, so this is how you stand out. You kind of no, like no, no, they give you. The, they give you the combination. Oh, they do. Okay, right. but the way you do like okay. this with your leg—that's up to you. Well, it's it is up to you. But I mean, like for example, like a tondu, like the way I get out my leg is the same. But the way you do it, whether you you put your floor longer on the floor, whether you use your toes, like that's just quality work. Yeah. So like if this is your like it's the same for you. Like if you pick two sets of cards, the cards might be the same, but like there's a there's something about that card that's more precise and you like it better and stuff and it's the same dance, okay, okay. basically. Yeah. yeah. And then you have a class and then uh, I had a repertoire. And so like my director taught us some steps that he just created for a piece of these. And then we had an interview for the one who stayed. Okay, so you're you're kind of obviously you're like day to day job. So once you're in, yeah. You're you're what's well, like a normal day? Is it just so rehearsing? A, a num- yeah, basically, because yeah. your ultimately your job is to perform on stage. So so basically, you rehearse everything, kind of just like for example the angels thing. How, why did you know that? You didn't know you were going to be. I was second cast for it. Oh, so you were okay. So, I was, so you knew that I was potentially. Yeah, I could go on. Could've, I could okay. go on. Okay. But what was difficult is that we didn't have much time to rehearse, and also I was rehearsing my quarter ballet, so like my group stuff on top of that, which was my priority. So I was also, I was working on that a lot. And then I barely had enough time to go to the rehearsals for the angels, but I went a few times and then yeah, on the day. And that was enough to be able to feel. I mean, it, I kind of, I pushed myself a yeah, okay. on the spot. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. also it's that moment where you're like, okay, I'm brand new in a company. This is my chance yeah. to prove myself. So it's also that psychological, you know, pressure where you're yeah, like, okay, yeah. I kind of have to put myself out there. So um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, a day-to-day life would be a, a day-to-day kind of day would be starting at ten, do class until like eleven fifteen, and then eleven fifteen to eleven thirty, you've got a break, so whether you want to shower or something, change clothes, and then eleven thirty till one is group rehearsals. Everyone's involved most of the time, yeah. and then from one till till two, it's break, so lunch break, and then three till six is rehearsals, but it's different rehearsals 
happening at like different studios. Okay. So it's usually the afternoon is more for like soloists. Okay. But you could have like depending on how good the places that you're working with, like for example in Hanover we have two studios. So it would be okay from three to four you have that rehearsal with this person, this person, this person. On the in the other studio at the same time you have another rehearsal for another show or something. So it's yeah, it's been okay. But a lot, like the the most you could do with our performance for us was ten till six. Okay. But then the days where you've got performance, you finish at eleven, eleven thirty. Yeah. So. So it's crazy intense. But then if you have a performance in the evening, I would finish it at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I would get from okay. two okay, till right. six to rest and then performance until eleven. Okay. Or ten thirty, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Full on. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Yeah. And um, sounds like a long time ago, actually. Yeah. Well, how how like long ago was it actually? Three years. Ago. Mm, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. Feels like, like forever ago, actually. Yeah. Feel like I'm talking about like a different <laughs> thing. It's really yeah. strange. And um, obviously, you, so you were there for three years. Yeah. Um, so 2015 till 2018. Okay, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But was are you gonna ask me if I prefer boys or girls? Sorry, I just have to. It was too oh, tempting. God. Sorry. Yeah, the people people don't know that. They're story not gonna the get it. They're it's not. Fine. They're not gonna get it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, no, but um, so what? Basically, why did you leave? Um, okay, so question. <laughs> uh, it is quite try not um, yeah, like this. Stuff. I know it's it's it's, it's really difficult. Um, it's so like, I had a burnout. Um, but if I had to try and describe it, um, dancing wasn't making sense to me anymore. So. I mean, it was a very difficult time for me, like psychologically, I was going through some personal stuff which were really difficult and it definitely uh, did influence um, what happened. But um, I think it was a comb- it was like plurifactual. So I think it was a combination of dancing not making sense to me anymore, me not feeling like um, I wanted to do it. And then the environment that I was in was not um, supporting me and wanting to actually get better and actually making sense of because you know you push your body every day you know you go through like pain and like also like there's that pressure for like guys and girls to have a certain physique so you have that you know that physical and mental pressure and everything and i don't know i just it's 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 funny actually like um one of my uncles uh came to see one of my performance in germany and stuff and we had that funny discussion where because he he works as an engineer and everything uh, and I was saying to him, I could never do a job where I would be sat down and stuff. Like I need to move in. Like actually, like at that time, I could not imagine myself not dancing because that's the thing. It's like obviously when you go through, you know, it's like any kind of sports, like high level sport. Obviously, sometimes you ask yourself those questions. You're like, okay, do I really want to do this and stuff? But it's so temporary. Like it's so like if I don't know what's the word in English, but don't know. Yeah, Roll but it. yeah, um, it 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 really usually doesn't last that long. Bittersweet is that the word? I don't know. If no, it's like. Short-lived or something like Short-lived. That. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. that. Do you want me to close? You're getting... No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. fine. Uh, it's giving me the vibe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, basically, I think uh, whenever you start asking yourself the same questions every day and you feel like you're not getting an answer and everything, I think there's a deeper problem. So I thought that if I changed my environment, I would suddenly get my passion for dancing. And I did change environment and it didn't come back. And I felt... Change your environment by changing company? Or yeah, something by like changing it. company, yeah. Okay. And then, um, and then the feeling didn't come back, and actually, I felt like there was a lot of pressure, and I felt like I, I, I was obliged to dance, and I don't, I cannot describe it any better than it just didn't resonate with me anymore. I think right. if I had to, it's really vague, but I think it just didn't resonate with the person that I was becoming, and uh, I just didn't get any sort of. Before it just made sense, and suddenly it just didn't, and I think yeah. that's the whole thing with questioning yourself, like. Sometimes you just don't question yourself because you don't have to explain it. You just do it. Like the same way yeah. you love cards or like magic tricks. You don't yeah. question it. You just love it. Like yeah. you can't explain yeah. it. You yeah. just do. Yeah. And it was the same with dancing. And I think the fact that I was questioning it too much uh, kind of yeah, gave me a little bit of clarity. And I could not be happier. Super happy I made that transition. And um, yeah. I mean, let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start teaching next so week teach actually. dancing so yeah. teach ballet next yeah. week yeah, yeah. so let's see how uh how i like how it. rusty you are how rusty <laughs> actually, I really am. but um yeah let's see if i suddenly uh, love dancing again uh, maybe i'm going to discover that i want to do it 
Like, even even teaching dancing yeah, is, exactly. a, is a completely it's different, different experience exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm really open to to what's to come and then let's see just let's just see what happens but it's always going to remain part of you and you, you could you, you might potentially kind of go back into that direction so like if i were to want to become again a professional ballet dancer like i would have to really hurry because like, it's like once you're out of the system like you're out of the loop and it's yeah, yeah. Really, even like i'm a guy so it's a bit easier for me compared to girls because there's a lot more pressure for girls but even for me like honestly if i don't get a job like super soon like it would the doors would be closed for me yeah so um but yeah so let, let's just see what happens but we'll see but now you're teaching it so so, 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 so you're still kind of got a foot in the door it's, yeah exactly to that world. exactly yeah. and uh, i think it's important that i, I make that step because i yeah. i want to see whether i completely toss it out of my life or whether like i still want to have it yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, as you said, a foot in the door or something. Yeah. But um, let's see. But I don't. I really don't think I will ever go back to it professionally. Yeah. I don't. I. I really don't. Like, I like half of my social media is still dancing, and like, I look at it with a completely different pair of eyes. Like before, it was it was everything. It was my whole life, and now yeah, yeah. I look at it and like I, I wouldn't want to spend my my entire day in the studio. Like what I love about my life now is that I've got so much freedom, and I get to meet so many different people, and I feel like. That's missing but, in like high level sports. Exactly, and I think, but but that's my perspective. Like I really feel like I'm going somewhere and I'm becoming a person that I really yeah. like being with every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. But that's my experience of it. Obviously, as yeah. as a dancer, not everyone has that feeling. Because yeah. if you, as I said, if you love it, you don't ask yourself some questions. No, exactly. You feel like you get what you have, what you want. Out yeah, of it, exactly. So. Yeah, um, I was actually um I was on your Instagram yesterday. Oh my God, stalker. Yeah, <laughs> and I was scrolling down, and. You were on like a shop window or something, mm -hmm. no? Mm -hmm. Like there was a picture of you doing a jump in jeans yeah. to promote the jeans yeah. or something because they were flexible jeans, jeans or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, it's super cool. But I mean, to be honest, like because a few people messaged me, like, oh my god, like I'm modeling now. <laughs> First of all, I don't have the body to model. But second of all, um, it was my dad's shop. Oh, it was. So okay. it does help. <laughs> right. It does help. But the photo okay, shoot was really still, cool. yeah, yeah, the photo shoot was really cool actually. And it's good for your portfolio as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Keeping, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like just for myself and stuff. Awesome. I actually have a project to do uh, another photo shoot in potentially November. So. With dancing? With flower? The, yeah. I, like yeah. doing some dance poses. Like powder. And, like throw some powder. Uh, well, it's not powder, it's like flower, exactly. Okay. And then it, it could it could give some really cool shots. So nice. Let's see what happens with that. Exciting. Yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> Uh, awesome. I hope I answer the question. Yeah, hundred. So yeah, hundred It's super difficult when you ask like personal questions like that. Like, yeah, I know. You think There's of so many... so many things, and like you make some like associations with a certain thing, and then you yeah, completely yeah. forget about others and stuff. Yeah. Like, Who said the podcast was easy? No, no, no one did. No. But you're being a good host. That's fine. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, welcome. Um, that's the experience <laughs> speaking. Oh my god. Um, awesome. Right, Tim. Straight away into question two. We're, we're, <laughs> I know we're gonna. We're gonna break. <laughs> We're gonna break that thing. Okay, so um, obviously people listen to this are like, all right, Tim is not though. Belgian. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. So that's probably so. Yeah. So so sorry. Thought number one, he's, he's a weirdo. weirdo. <laughs> Thought number two, um, he's probably not Belgian or French because he speaks very good English. Um, but there were a few French words in there that can yeah. kind of give give hints. Um, so question or, two, just be really good at languages. Or yeah, but. Why are you so good at English and how did you learn it? You mentioned London. I think you kind of mentioned it. But yeah. what... So, like, I used to hate English, like, really bad. Like, I was really not interested in languages and I was really happy just speaking my own language. But um, my grandfather moved to the States because uh, my grandmother died of cancer and he remarried an American woman and stuff. So, actually, from the age of seven, I was used to actually move, I mean, traveling to the States every summer for about two to three weeks. To see my granddad, but I was only speaking French because I like fucking English and stuff. And then I had a very ex um, amazing experience where I did a summer dancing uh, intensive in, um, well, the, okay, so making it sure, like I went to Alabama for a summer dance program, and it was two weeks, and that's when I met some really lovely people, and I was like, actually, like, I really need to make an effort to communicate. And I got Facebook to the first time because I wanted to keep in touch with them, and actually, I don't have kept in touch with them. <laughs> That's the reality, yeah. unfortunately, so I never kept in touch. But that's when I was like, yeah, like I need to. The intention was there. The intention was there, you know. Um, uh, who was that actually? I read in my 
book, uh, Les Vertus de l'échec, some philosopher was like, it's all about the intention. Kant, there we go. Oh. It's all about like the, the power of the Emmanuel. intention. Emmanuel. Emmanuel Kant. Um, and uh, the summer dance program I did, I was in Boston for five weeks and I was 15. And that's when I was like, I've really picked up, actually, funny enough, apparently I picked up on an American accent and that was just before I moved to London. So when I came back from the five weeks in Boston, I was like, okay, like that's it, I've got it. Like, I'm really <laughs> five weeks. I, I was like, that's it, like English completely. I was like, that's it, I've got it. Like, completely, mate. I've, I've even got like an American accent and stuff. And when I moved to London, and oh my god, reality was hard. Like I cannot tell you honestly, it was super funny because people would like English people would talk to me. I'd be like, I'm sorry, like I cannot understand what you're saying. And, like, it was horrible. Like I really, it took me a couple of months uh, to really learn. And actually, one of my best mates, um, Sean who's Australian, like, was, like, properly teaching me and everything. It took a while, but, yeah, so I think the, the it was the combination of, obviously, moving to London, but also having some people yeah. who really were there to, like... How old were you when you moved? 15. 15. So I was in London from the age of 15 till 19. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But it makes me think of that funny story of Sean, actually. <laughs> oh, you have a funny story? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, it's funny for me. I don't know if it's going to be funny for other people, but... So I, it was, like, the second month at school or something in London... And my English, I thought was great, but actually I realized it was really bad. Also, I was living in a host family, and I really struggled to communicate with them. So actually, from it was a good reality check yeah, yeah, yeah. that my English was not great. But I remember this one day we went to, um, I think it was Whole Foods, and we just uh, went inside and had a look and everything. And afterwards, we were re- I was really keen on getting an ice cream, and like... Uh, I mean, my communication was good, you know, but it was not great. But so it has nothing to do with English, but it's just a funny story for me. Like, so I ordered an ice cream. My my friend Sean was like, "Oh my god, like, okay, you go for it." Like, honestly, you've wanted it for such a long time. And basically, I can't remember if it was like one one cup or two cup, but it was like in a cone. And as soon as I went to bite it, the like it went down. Like the cone stayed, but the ice cream like had melted or something and like dropped on the floor oh, no. on the stairs. And, like, apparently Sean, like, literally was, like, p- taking the piss out of me because my face was, like, r- I was literally, like, I looked like I was 12. And also, like, you know me, I'm 24 now, but I don't look my age and stuff. So when I was 15, I honestly looked like I was 12. Yeah. So he was taking the piss out of me because of my face. But, like, the funny thing about it is that actually, like, I was, like, it looked like I was about to cry. But I then bent over and picked it back up to put it on the cone again. <laughs> and, like, I was literally looking at it, like, I was like, oh my god, like, should I eat it or no? Because I was really sad. And then I kept on walking down. And then I was going to have my first bite. And then we're like, bite bust up. And it fell again on the floor. And I was like, that's oh, it. I, can't, right. I literally can't have it. So I just left the Five second rule. But, yeah, exactly. So I also have a funny ice cream story. <laughs> share it. Do share it. Um, so I was, in, um, I was in Vancouver. British Columbia, Vancouver. And um, I was working there. Yeah. Um, you want? Yeah, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it's so sunny in our my bedroom that Tim has to wear sunglasses now. I mean, I do it for the sky too. He looks too, considerably. You know. oh, there, oh, there, there they are. are. So, so I'll, I'll have mine. Yeah. And then I'll take. So I'm we're pretending cool. I mean, you're already cool. We've, we've yeah. stayed it. We've established Scottish, that. Yeah. Um. No. So yeah, I was. I I worked in Vancouver for a little bit, and um, we had a a kind of uh, t- two weeks there. And it was six days working, one day off, and then six days working, one day off. So on that middle day off, the, we're looking after kids. So it's quite intense. We're like, oh, we've no kids to look after. Let's go and do something. Now, in um, British Columbia, um, weed is legal. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. And <laughs> I don't like so it. So me, me and my friends, um, who, who are very responsible um, adults, um I went mean, responsible is quite semantic no it depends on the definition you give yeah well, well um we look after our kids right we don't do this when any kids are around anyway um so then we went out and we found like a like a weed bar i don't i don't know what it's called but it's Does that even exist? yeah it was the weirdest experience and it's basically we we went upstairs they, they sold kind of bongs and stuff downstairs and then you go upstairs into this bar it looks like a normal bar with a big kind of um chalkboard and instead of saying, you know, like beer, three euros, whatever, it said it had all these weird names. And I'm pretty sure I can find the picture somewhere. But essentially, it was a, a different name for a different um, brand or a different type of, of weed. So we went in there. I'm just going to try and find this so I can try and rattle off some of these names because they're really funny. 
Um, so Tim, if you can just entertain the audience, that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Found it. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Jot, mate, got a text. Yeah, you know I mean, got a text. <laughs> so this, um, I'm, I'll show. That's kind of what it looks like. I'll, I'll show Tim, and then I'll, I will draw a word picture. For what, Sativa, Sativa hybrid. Yeah, so it had, it had loads of different types. So it had, um, yeah, Sativa, Sativa hybrid, hybrid in Indica, Indica. I don't smoke, so, and then it had all these different types. So there's one called Moby Dick. Green crack, green crack, green crack. Um, with God bud, um, love potion, all of these things, and I think the one we had was like rotten bananas. So that's a down there. So anyway, um, and it was like five dollars. It was so weird. We just kind of went in. Um, it's so weird to when you're not used to like buying weed to just say, hey, can I have can I have one one weed, please? Like, yeah, I, I how do you order it? I didn't know what to say, and I just said. So, yeah, we, we don't really smoke, but we want something to kind of relax and whatever. We'll have this rotten banana. He suggested it. And then it was this um, kind of like wax kind of stuff. It wasn't like, you know, like weed. It was this kind of wax stuff, which apparently is a lot stronger. And anyway, it was this kind of inhaler, and he melted the wax. I don't know what this machine's called, but it's kind of a bong. And he melted the wax, and there's only like two or three inhales that you can do. So you, you just inhale once. I coughed for ages and ages and then my friend did it and it was about another two inhales each that would not be happening with corona no it would not <laughs> it would not um and then that was it we were so high for the rest of the afternoon and then if anyone smoked weed you kind of you get the munchies you you want to eat something and opposite this his weed bar there was this ice cream place but really fancy like one of those where you can you have your cone and you can choose like if you want your cone dipped in chocolate oh, or like with um kind of hundreds and thousands or sprinkled on the cone and then you choose the ice cream and then you choose a sauce so it's a whole procedure they kind of pass your cone along all these stations and it was like seven dollars probably more than the weed and then i got it so high we went to this bar with my friend <laughs> and i was eating I, I didn't i didn't even try it i had it in my hand i was so hyped my friend was like can i try it so i handed it over to him no. And, and and he held it with two hands and he was just about to take a bite and he just went no and crushed and no. crushed the cone unintentionally he was just like oh I felt a a, a surge of 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 power and I felt as if I just had to crush it so he crushed what, it so he felt compelled to do it yeah he just like <laughs> I don't know and it was just and the ice cream was dripping down his no. hands. Wow. And I felt so disappointed. I hate him. So, yeah, that's, that's I love my how you could have been like, I was so gutted. But then you were like, so, yeah. That's so my ice cream story. And I, I was too high to get another one. So, I was, I was useless. You're so bad with my ice cream. It's ice cream, you know? <laughs> it's all about ice cream, <laughs> dude. For ice cream. Honestly. Um, right. I think a, a, a little, to, to kind of break up these questions, yeah. I've, I've prepared... A little Essex, oh god, an, an Essex round. <laughs> so, um, Tim, it does an Essex accent. No, I can't, I can't do it. No, <laughs> not in mind. <laughs> I actually can't do it. Like I know, that, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, you you watch Love Island, and if anyone knows Love Island, what's that? Hey, fuck off. <laughs> um, the, they have uh, an Essex accent, and if. I have to give a big shout out to my friend Liam though. I'm all tired to watch this. Yeah. I mean, to get to hear, but I watched this for the first time with her and it was great. And now you're hooked. You're four seasons in. Now the Australian version. Um, but anyway, Essex is this region in the United Kingdom where the accent has a kind of it's kind of got a bad um, rep. Rep. <laughs> where as if if you speak it, you just sound dumb. That that's that's what people think. It's just like you what think you reckon like, you do, what you reckon like, blah, like. Yeah. that's how it sounds. It's quite funny. So I I went on the internet and I got some Essex slang. Oh good. Oh blah. <laughs> so I'm gonna test your Essex slang. I'm sure. Okay. Right. So you have to give me a definition of what this means. <laughs> so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in an Essex accent and you have to tell me what it, what I mean by it. Yeah. What you mean? Not... What I mean like? <laughs> do you know what I mean? All right, love. You're, you're... <laughs> Come on, babes. Or... Come on, babes. You ready, babes? Yeah, tell me. Or... All right. So, the first word... That's Australian, mate. Bloody guns <laughs> down under. Um, okay, so the first one is... Oh, my God, that's so fleeky. Fleeky? I don't actually know that. Fleeky. I feel like I've heard it before, but I'm not sure what the definition is. Fleaky. fleaky. Or, oh, my God, it's so on fleek. 
No, I don't know. Or flaky. Dude, I don't think they've said what, it on Love Island. What, what, what do you think? It? <laughs> like the only thing I know from Essex is from Love Island. Like the only right. stuff I know is not. Yeah. Right, but you have to guess. So make a guess. Flaky. I, I oh, want to say so flaky. Like it's a bit. bit <laughs> I was gonna say it's a bit like Richard. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way I'm saying it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But right. like, I, I could say, oh my god, so, so flaky. It's just like yeah, I don't know. Not <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? Fleeky. I don't know. Like I feel like when I hear it, I'm like it's very like uncertain. Like uncertain. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, that's wrong. That's okay. I knew effect. it was wrong. So it means, um, if someone's eyebrows are looking particularly spectacular. <laughs> spectacular. Oh, oh yeah. Is it? Oh my God. So fleeky. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and um, so uh, originally it was an eyebrow descriptor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also say it for other things. It's kind of transition. So if so, so, so if I say, "Oh, Tim, you look fleeky," you're looking particularly spectacular. So it's not just my raps. It, it, <laughs> it, it started off that way, but now you can kind of universally use it. Okay, but it started off with eyebrows. Cool. So if anyone's listening and wants to compliment someone's eyebrows, "fleeky" is the word to use. Yeah, you, you're definitely fleeky tonight. Stop fleeky. Stop crafting. Stop crafting with your audience, babe. I've got text. <laughs> Just got a text. <laughs> right, so that's number one. Well, there's there's okay. three of these, okay? I'm really bad at this. The, 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 that was the most difficult, I think. Okay. I think you might know these ones. Oh my god, so but- butters. Butters? Butters. I don't know it. Oh my god, so butters. He's so butters. You have to check the vocab butters. from Love Island, because I don't know that word. Um, what's the name of someone in Love Island? Like Hannah. Hannah. Oh my God. Hannah's so butters. I don't know what that means. No. I can't even give you a guess. Like you I'll... have to. You have to. That's the game, Tim. Say again. Butters. <laughs> <laughs> I would say she's just fucked. Like. <laughs> oh, are you? You're not far off. So butters is not very physically attractive. Ooh. Yeah. Butters. Yeah, because I think butter is like fat. Yeah. And it's true. Actually, I should have made that. Like yeah. connection. Yeah, like kind of lumpy. Lumpy. I think. <laughs> lumpy. Um, okay, cool. Butters. So butters. I think you could ask me stuff like, oh, he's fit, or like, he's fit. That's quite simple. Oh, yeah, but that, I mean, I think most people know that. We, we can go with some basic, right? Last one. Yeah. And I didn't know this. I didn't know the other two, actually, but. Thank I, you. I, well, I knew. I'm I, quite I, happy, I, like, it's I knew, not. Just... I knew butters. Like, butters, you say that in Scotland as well. Oh, that's yeah. so butters. Anyway. Oh, you, so you can say a situation as butters? No. Um, you said that is. No. No, no, as in that, like that. Oh, so it's not even a person anymore. It's like that is butters, mate. Honestly, that does not even. That's quite mean. Um, if you saw her, you'd understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Um, the next one is Reem. Reem, never heard of it. Neither have I. <laughs> what does it mean? Reem. I'm just going to go straight into this because I don't even know. It's. As positive as you can be, serene slash really cool. So I think, oh my god, that's so ream. That's so ream. You can say that it, basically any Essex slang. You just say, oh my god, and then anything, and it'll work. Oh my god, flaky. Oh my god, butters. Oh my god, ream. But I mean, like I, that's that being said, like you saying it right now, I'm like, yeah, definitely, like Essex people would say that. Yeah. So yeah, ream is as positive as you can be, really cool. So I think if I say, I, I'm I'm so ream, I think. That would work, no? Yeah, I think so. I think. Anyway, if anyone's from Essex, let us know. <laughs> yeah, please do. Let us know. Um. So yeah, that's that's your Essex knowledge. Yeah. So uh, not as good as you thought. No, I told you it's not good. Like I need to work <laughs> on it. But that being said, like I think it's not a good thing if I do. Yeah. I don't actually know anyone from Essex. My eyebrow, my eyeglasses were steaming. My eyeglasses, fucking my. Oh, my you know they so say that creepy. in the states. What? Are they like eyeglasses? Eyeglasses. Yeah, we just say glasses. Yeah. But they say eyeglasses because they well because yeah they don't know where to put them otherwise. It's a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. that you like have to press. Where where is yeah, yeah it's like, like where do you want to put it like but it's very, like, like on your palm. Yeah, but it's like it's, um Michael McIntyre was on um like the Jonathan Ross show a while ago and he did a whole bit on this about eyeglasses and a whole these comparison and one of them his favorite one was um in English you say horse riding. Right in American, you say horseback riding. Oh God! Because you're they're like, like what, what, where do I sit? Oh my God. Where do I sit in the horse? You know, I know that's Michael McIntyre. They're a bit too much. They're a bit too much. Yeah. 
Um, just stick to Europe for now. Yeah. Um, Sorry, American friends. We're going to do some um, would you rathers okay, yeah, to, finish, to finish. This is kind of the third question replacement. We did this the episode before, and um, it was good fun. And we're just going to take them as they come. I've not seen these. You've not seen these. No, definitely not. And um, it's also, so it's the website either.io. I.O., what's that mean? Sounds like a word from Essex. I don't know, so I O. So I O. But you have to add the like though. Like. And not finish E lot. Yeah. Like not even the K lot. Yeah. I mean, like, like, likes a, a verbal comma. Yeah. Basically. Oh my God, like. I was like. Do you know what I mean, lot? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, lot? Okay. <laughs> so we've not seen this. And you see there's a percentage. There's, you know, what, you know, more people agree with. Yeah. Right. So we're just going to click. Let's see what it comes up. Would you rather control your dreams or watch them the next day? Oh my god! Uh, I would oh say, my god. I would say watch them the next day. Don't know Same. Why. Yeah, because I'd like to. Well, actually, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, mate? <laughs> so, so I would still stay with watch them the next day. Yeah, but control my dreams. It's just the word control. Like I'm not sure I like that verb. Why would you control your dreams? Because then you can do anything. It's the dream world. You could say, I want to fly. Let's fly. You could make all your. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's gonna. They're gonna be fulfilled. If you control your dreams, it doesn't mean that it happens. Yeah, but if you control them, surely... No, not necessarily. But you're, you control them. Yeah, but stop, sometimes you control things, but it just doesn't happen the way you want it to happen. Not in dreamland. <laughs> yeah, but who says that in dreamland everything happens? Well, in, in my, my definition, like, what I compare this to is lucid dreaming. Like, you control your dreams. Lucid dreaming is where you're basically in a dream, but you're constantly... So how you're, would you, you know that you're in a dream. So how would you understand a sentence, watch them the next day? Watch them the next day. I think that you, because obviously you kind of forget your dreams and then you wake up and you're like, I know I had a dream, but I kind of forgot about it sometimes. Like most of the time you forget your dreams. And I think it would just prepare this little video download and the next day you could just watch it. I think I would at, watch them the next day. Yeah. I and then relive the dream that you've already. Watching is not necessarily reliving. Oh, quote. Do you know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> no, I would say, I think. Like yeah, it would be I, fun. It control. would be fun to control, yeah, but I think control. it could be interesting to watch them the next it, day. Yeah, it could. It could. I, I'm gonna go control. Right. Okay. That's that's what I think. Let's see who agrees with but us. I think people would agree with you. I reckon. Fifty-nine percent people agree with you most of the time, and forty-one percent watch them the next day. But I think they're they're they're, they're both good options. But I do prefer mine. Okay, next one. Actually, do you want to click? Go on, sure. click it. What? So I'm, it's a bit just more. click it. Would you rather get B's and C's at an Ivy League school or get A's at the standard university? Ooh, that's tough. That's quite tough, actually. Because, like, you feel like if you get A's at a standard university, like, you know it's not the best, but but at least, like, you feel like you're on top of your game. Yeah, like, you dominate your peers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but get B's and C's. But then it's like you've got that reputation, you can put it on your CV. Yeah, but, but, but it's kind of... But it's kind of like um, I think I would go for get get A's at a standard university. Yeah, because that, then you become like the town hero. You know, you're like it, yeah. it's, it's kind of like being the regional champion of something. No one knows you in, in another country, but within that region, you're like oh, oh do, do you know do you know Tim? I mean, for your self-esteem, it's great. I just oh, I just wonder whether afterwards your ego takes over and then you're like I'm is the, I'm is, the boss. is Ivy League just like Harvard? It's just the, the American, or is what, that like Oxford and Cambridge? I mean, is that also to be honest, it's the same kind of shit. Is it? Is that the American way of saying it? I, I would. I would say that. Yeah, for me, it would, yeah, it like would Har- be Harvard. It would be Cambridge. In, it would in Oxford. No, right. no, Oxbridge. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna say A's. Is that what you're saying? A's? I would. I would go forget A's. A's, right? Let's see what everyone else yeah. says. People would say that. Hundred. Oh, seventy-two percent. It's quite high. And twenty-eight. Yeah, that's really low. I mean, that's high. Yeah. Yeah. So little ones low. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's how percentages work. Okay, right, next one. I'm clicking this. Yeah, you do it. Okay, as a leader, would Ooh. you rather be loved or be feared? Now, I'm going to answer this straight off the bat. I'm going to say be loved, but also be respected. Yeah, that... but that's not the question, though. <laughs> would you just stab or be loved or be feared? I would go with be loved. Yeah, but... Just because I feel like people would be much more likely to do stuff for me. Yeah, but may- maybe they're like, oh, he's... You know, he's too nice. Like. He's too nice. You can kind of bend the rules a little. Yeah, but I think like I'm quite competitive and stuff. But I don't think I've got the mentality to be able to deal with myself when yeah. I know that people fear me. I don't think I could. Yeah, be loved. So I would go for be loved. Peace and love. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. landslide. Eighty-two percent would rather be loved. Yeah. And eighteen percent. You eighteen percent are sick. 
Okay, this is your one. I, I don't know. That I don't know that. Yeah, Should we skip that one? Yeah. There we go. Would you rather eat lady oh. potatoes chips or eat Pringles all the way, man? Yeah. All the way. When There's you, not even a question. When you pop, you can't stop. Let's go. Talk oh, easy. 68%. Yeah, Pringles. Okay, would you rather be, oh, be blind or be dumb? But I would rather be blind than dumb. Yeah, but, but you see, the thing about dumb is like... Yeah, you still have your five senses and stuff. Yeah, but like, if you're dumb, you don't know you're dumb. It's just painful for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, but then I would see my friends suffering because <laughs> I'm so dumb. Yeah, but... Well, but, but then I guess my friends would be yeah, dumb but, too, but like, maybe, we, dumb. maybe we are dumb. Like, maybe we just don't know it. Maybe there's people that are smarter that look on us and they're like, they're dumb. So maybe we're already dumb. Yeah, but at least, like, at least they're like, yeah, but he's trying to escape from that dumbness. But are we, though? Yeah, yeah I content. definitely am. This is one really fucking philosophy and shit at the moment. But, but blind, blind's a tough one. It's I, really tough. But that's, again, that's different. If you're born blind or if you just become... become like, imagine you became worse. blind. It's worse. That is awful. But I think if you... We're born blind. I think that'd be okay. But I think once again, I think you're kind of right. Like knowing myself now, like perhaps I'm blind. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Dumb. Are you? Perhaps. I'm, well, it depends. What blind for what? You know what I mean? Not like literally. Yeah, I mean. uh, but yeah, I, perhaps I'm dumb. But I think with the personality that I've got and stuff now, like the last thing that we want to be is dumb. Yeah. So but I would go for being blind. But the reality is so harsh for someone who's blind. Yeah, but you see, like being blind, I can imagine what that's like. You kind of just close your eyes, but I can't imagine what it's like to be dumb, so I'd like to be dumb. Because I don't know what it's like. Just closing your eyes for two seconds that mean, doesn't mean you're blind. I mean, it's pretty it, close. Yeah, but then you don't have the experience of someone who's blind. Or, unless if you do it for a day. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it for a day. Okay, do it? No. <laughs> but I'd rather be dumb. Okay, I'd, right. I'd go blind. Right, let's have but... a look. Ooh, yeah, 63% be dumb, 37% be blind. That, that, is, that is a difficult one. And anyway, we don't have to justify them. Um, this year one. Uh, last one, two more. Let's do one, yeah. one each, and then we'll... Would Hello? you rather have 17 testicles or have yeah. one testicle the size of coconut? <laughs> what? But it depends. <laughs> what even is that? But how, how many... Um, well, so those 17 testicles, are they normal-sized testicles? Yeah, right. I would assume. 17. Do they have to be in the same place or can they be like kind of all over? <laughs> no, I, I think they would have to be in the same place. If you respect biology, like at or, or is it just like you have a collection, you have a little box of of of, of no, like 15? No, I, I, right, I think you're right that being said. They would be much tinier though, the testicles. Well, it doesn't. Because normal testicles, 17 of them, man, that's bigger than a coconut. Well, no, but ju- j- just there. But if, you, if they were kind of, as I said, like, like on your back or. You know, but I'm just trying to picture like, see, but is having it... one testicle the size of coconut, like literally a person but, walking, walking uh, the street, that, that wouldn't... and it just hangs there. Pendulum. Mm-hmm. And it's quite heavy as well. No, like, I think I would go for seventeen. Yeah, but testicles. see, but does it say would you rather have seventeen testicles? Does that mean own or have on your body? I think have on your body. Yeah, but imagine it's just you. You possess like there's fifteen somewhere you keep in a jar. And then you have two. But in total, you have 17. No, it's not like that. You have to have them on no, you. I mean, I'm going for no. yeah. 17. Yeah. Come on, you wouldn't want to have a huge one just like... Yeah, but 17, man. 17 balls. But yeah. is there a tiny 17? But do, do you oh, think, you do you think it hurt more... Oh, no, sorry. Do you think it would hurt more getting kicked in the 17 or the big <laughs> one? <laughs> Too fatty. Um, I have no clue. Right, let's have a look. <laughs> oh, Ooh, it's, a, it's, it's a, quite close. This is like election kind of. Yeah. So fifty-one percent agree with having one test of coconut. Yeah. And forty-nine um, have seventeen testicles. Oh, right, no. last one, Tim. Last one. Go for it. Would you rather soil yourself and have nobody know? What's soil yourself? Like bury? I don't know. Let's skip that one. We want a good one. Would you rather run oh. someone over before? <laughs> run someone over. Oh, dude, yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm not like. But it's the last one because that wasn't. That wasn't that let's was let's see what people. Let's see how many fucking sadistic. Yeah, definitely run over. Yeah, hundred. No, being run over is like the worst feeling. Yeah. I mean, the it guilt must be really bad. It depends why. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. 
Yeah, but um, whatever it is, it was even if it's a screw or whatever. Yeah, like it could be like a toddler. No, it wouldn't. Right. Because the, he, no, just no. <laughs> okay, would you rather have <laughs> surgery in a Mexican hospital or have surgery on the American Indian reservation closest to you? I don't actually I understand actually, American Indian reservation. You know, it's uh, les Amerindiens. Like what they were staying now and stuff. Like mm-hmm. one of the last reserve, like Azale, okay. where they but, stay. So, that, that, so I think that would be like, it's kind of like. That's presuming that Mexican hospitals are bad. I mean, apparently they are. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I've been you to talk Mexico. from experience? Um, I've never been to a hospital in Mexico, but I've been to a hospital in India. And I've been to Mexico. Yeah, but that's Mexico. Yeah, but I can put both. You can't make the link. It's like I, I can put two and two together. Let's no. do another. Like, yeah. right? Would you rather be able to <gasps> hop all of your pimples at once? Now we're talking. Or be able to crack all of your joints at once? I'm gonna go for joints because I love the feeling of cracking your no. joints. Imagine just imagine the the indoor. The, yeah, no, yeah. I would feel like I'm breaking. Um, I would so say, I would good. say it's popped my pencils at once. Oh yeah, yeah. I think more people are gonna agree with you though. Yeah, let's try. Right, let's go. Last one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. just fifty-seven percent pop pimples, forty-three percent crack joints at once. Told you. Classic. Fantastic. Right. Timothy. These questions are good. Yeah, they are Timothy. good. Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Um. So that's it. That's it. Done. Is it? We are done. Oh, yeah. With the how, how was it? How was your podcast experience? I never asked people. How was it? Good. Ask good. me for a little feedback at the end. You're definitely getting better. <laughs> no, honestly, it was great. It was a really good experience. And obviously, I think, uh, as you've said, you've gotten more experience and stuff, so you feel more comfortable hosting yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, no, I really enjoyed it. I think the questions were good. Um, I was was I was hoping, or not hoping, I was thinking that you were going to ask me a little cheeky question, but nothing came out, so it was oh, good. do you want a cheeky question? <laughs> no, 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 I was joking. Right. I, yeah, no, because you told me about previous experiences, so I thought you'd go for one that was quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, really enjoyed it, and actually time-wise, honestly, I think it's... Mate... We've did... been talking for like an hour or something, I think. Well, let's have a look. Yeah. Yeah, an hour six. I mean, that's and, fast, isn't and it? I mean, it that goes, flew by. And yeah, honestly, I think it were, if we were to open a second uh, like beer, it would just, yeah, you know. 100%. Continue. Um, but I do need a piss. Yeah. But I do like the Q&A, though. Like, we should continue this without the micro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, let's do, like, do it. I honestly love Q&A. Yeah. No, let's do it. Um, but so, Tim, where can people find the podcast? To me, not to me. Drop me. Yeah, I mean, mate. Yeah. Where can I find it? Hashtag. <laughs> we need to do another episode where we speak about La Creuse. Let me explain the Creuse. La, La Creuse is the is the region of France where I grew up, and outside of La Creuse, it has a bad reputation. Really bad. Because it's like, but it's wrong. Apparently, the Creuse I've never been, so I can't talk. Exactly. I've, I've lived there. there. The stereotype is that it's like a shithole. Yeah, I mean, so and that is nothing to do. In geography classes in France, you learn that the region that kind of goes from kind of almost Strasbourg, almost diagonally towards like Toulouse. That area is called the Diagonale du Vide, which means the diagonal of emptiness. <laughs> and the cause is smack bang in the middle of it. So apparently there's nothing, slow Wi-Fi, lots of cows, that kind of thing. So if you're into but that... But if you, yeah, definitely if you're into that... Like, and it's, it's just so chill, like it's just really chill and you just like... I mean, as we said, there's a before close and after close. <laughs> yeah, BC. Especially for a certain body area. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, great experience. Um, I highly recommend to be not to be to anyone yeah. uh, wanting to get a bit of a laugh. Yeah, have a laugh, and um, you should, if you like it, leave a review on iTunes. Definitely, that helps, and you can find it everywhere. Every every podcast app, Deezer. Do you know Deezer? Yeah, definitely. It's on there. Spotify. Yeah. Do you know Spotify? Yeah, I do. iTunes. You use it every day. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Google Spotify podcast. though, I do like Spotify. Spotify is good. So it's on Spotify. Um, that's it. But actually, I think if there's one thing we want to finish with, yeah. is guys, don't forget, every day, remind yourself, you're flaky today. You look flaky. <laughs> you're so flaky. So flaky. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Right, see you later, bye. See you later. Bye. bye. bye.